Good morning, everyone. Thank you for joining me and for making this part of your day. Excited to be with you on this beautiful Thursday morning. It is Thursday, August 13th, and it is hot and sunny in Texas. It is really hot, uh, so we are happy to be inside in the air conditioning uh, with you on Facebook. And if you're joining us on the Grace Abides podcast, thank you for listening. Today, we are talking about the power of encouragement, encouragement, how encouragement is a Christian value and something that Christians should be doing, encouraging one another. So that's what we're going to talk about today. As we talk about encouragement, I want to highlight one person out of the Bible, one person out of the Bible who does a great job of encouragement, and that is Barnabas. Barnabas in the book of Acts is seen as someone who is a, a just incredibly an incredible encourager. And so we're going to take a look at three uh, three scripture passages today where he is uh, at, at encouraging people uh, in the Bible. And so we'll look at in Barnabas as a model of encouragement. But before we get there, I want to ask the question, when you think of the word encouragement, what comes to mind? What comes to mind when you think of the word encouragement? And if you're joining us live this morning, would love to hear in the comments what comes to mind when you think of the word encouragement. I think of someone who supports you, someone who, who, who believes in you, right? Someone who says, you can do it. Even if you fail, get up and try again. You can do it. Keep trying. Don't give up. Don't give up. You can do it. Someone who sees the good in you. Someone who believes in you in ways that you might not even believe in yourself. Someone who thinks that you are able, that you are capable of doing things that you don't even believe you can do, right? And sometimes it just takes one person to encourage us, one person to believe in us, one person who is there for us, to give us a word to say, I know you can do it. I'm with you. I'm, I'm cheering, cheering you on. That's what Patty said, cheering someone on. Gary said, uplifting and building up, right? Building, building up someone else, right? Encouragement, such a powerful word. So as you think through this, these things, who has been your biggest encourager and how has that changed you? And I think back to the, the pastor that I had growing up, Pastor Mark Evans. He was someone who was constantly encouraging me, especially when I started working as a youth minister. He, he encouraged me to become a camp counselor. He encouraged me to become a youth minister. He encouraged me to, be, to go to pastor, to, to go to seminary and become a pastor. He encouraged me to try preaching. He encouraged me. He believed in me in ways that I didn't even believe in myself, uh, especially as I was trying to figure out my call to ministry and the gifts that I have. And so he is some, but other, other pastors have been great encouragers for me. Pastor Franz Schemmel at Messiah in Weatherford, uh, he, was, he was very encouraging of me to the point where, I mean, he even nominated me for bishop. I mean, he just, whatever. I mean, he's somebody who's encouraged me. And there's been so many others. I think of my grandmother and my parents and people who have just encouraged me and believed in me. When I was in high school, I was in ROTC. I was the command sergeant major of the high school platoon. And we had a, a teacher, Colonel Collins, Colonel Kenneth Collins, and he was somebody who just believed in me uh, in ways that as a high school senior, I didn't believe in myself. And, and he wrote me this letter of recommendation that was just like, there's no way you wrote that about me. I mean, and so, you know, these people that have been there for me to encourage me, to push me, to say, I know you can do this. I know you can do this. You might not think you can, but I know you can, right? People who have believed in me at times when I haven't believed in myself. And so think about who's encouraged you recently, right? Because the last few months have been tough 
has our how have we encouraged one another? It's been tough to do that. It's been tough to do that because encouragement often comes with presence, right? Being there for someone, being there for someone and talking to someone. Uh, and so how have we been encouraged in the last couple months or how have we encouraged others? Because encouragement is important. And for those of us who uh, have been able to continue to work throughout this time. We've looked for new ways to work and we've looked for new ways to to do our jobs, but it's harder to go out of our way now to encourage others and just kind of do the extra stuff in our relationships. And so how do we encourage one another? How have we encouraged others and how have we been in, encouraged recently? I think it's something that we should all think through. So uh, back to Barnabas. Barnabas is someone who shows up at some key moments in the book of Acts, in the moments of the early church, and he has some incredible things to say. And, uh, and so we want to start in Acts chapter 9, just three verses, verse 26 through 29. When Paul came to Jerusalem, he tried to join the disciples, but they were all afraid of him, not believing that he was really a disciple. But Barnabas took him and brought him to the apostles. He told them how Saul on his journey had been had seen the Lord and that the Lord had spoken to him and how in Damascus he had preached fearlessly in the name of Jesus. So Saul stayed with them and moved about freely in Jerusalem, speaking boldly in the name of the Lord. So Saul, Paul, uh, he was not a Christian. He was the enemy of the Christian church. He wanted to wipe out the Christian church. You know, he would he would have people arrested and he would follow people from town to town. And his goal was to wipe out the church. And then on the road to Damascus, the Lord appeared to him and he he became a believer. He became a believer. So he comes back to Jerusalem, but nobody believes him. Nobody believes Everyone thinks he's like, you know, trying to go undercover, trying to be a spy, trying to find out where everyone is so that he can arrest them all. Right. I mean, he was arresting. He was having people killed. And so they don't trust him. They don't believe him. But Barnabas did. Barnabas said, OK, I'll I'll stand up for you. I will, I will vouch for you. I believe you. I believe what you're saying. Uh, the disciples wanted nothing to do with Saul, but Barnabas took him in. Barnabas believed him. He believed him. How important is that to believe what someone else is saying, even when it's unbelievable? Like people, tell, people have transformations in their life. People do things and say things that are out of character, and, and you just don't, it's just too good to be true. You don't believe it, whatever. But Barnabas believed Saul, and he welcomed him into the family of the Christians. And so uh, he doesn't hold his past against him, right? It's so easy. Even if you do believe him, it would be so easy to hold his past against him. Yeah, okay, I believe you, but I still want nothing to do with you, right? I'm going to hold my I'll hold your past against you. Uh, and so, but, you know, it's interesting that Paul goes on later to write in 1 Corinthians that love believes all things. And so in this way... Barnabas showed love towards Paul by believing what he had to say, by believing what he had to say, by building him up, by uplifting, by cheering him on, by standing up for him, by, by saying, I, I'm going to put my reputation on the line for him. I'm going to stand up for him and I'm going to support him. Uh, that's encouragement. That's, that's how we love one another, by believing one another. Love believes all things. And so even if it's hard to believe, Barnabas believed. Barnabas believed. Barnabas was willing to put himself out there for the sake of Saul. Barnabas was more than willing to give him the benefit of the doubt, and he was willing to put himself, his own reputation, on the line for the sake of Saul. And and so, you know, is that something we're willing to do for others? Is that a way of encouraging others to say, 
if you succeed, uh, I'm succeeding right alongside of you. And if you fail, I'm failing right alongside of you. We are in this together, right? Encouraging people in ways that uh, investing in people and, and trusting people and believing people. You know, that's what Barnabas is doing here. He is encouraging Paul in that way. It's part of human nature to rise or fall to the expectations that are put on you. If people expect you and believe that you will do good things, you typically do good things. And if they don't, then you don't. I mean, it's it's part of human nature. When someone believes in you, you believe in yourself and you do your best to live up to their expectations because they're, the generosity of their of their belief, the, of their encouragement is powerful. And that gives you, you know, that some days that's all we have and some days that's all we need to get through the day and to do the things that we're supposed to do. Okay, the next verse we're going to go to Acts chapter 11, verses 22 through 26, so four verses. News of this reached the church in Jerusalem, and they sent Barnabas to Antioch. When he arrived and saw what the grace of God had done, he was glad and encouraged them all to remain true to the Lord with all their hearts. He was a good man, full of the Holy Spirit and faith, with a great number of people, uh, and a great number of people were brought to the Lord. Then Barnabas went to Tarsus to look for Saul. And he found him, he brought him to Antioch. So for a whole year, Barnabas and Saul met with the church and taught great numbers of people. The disciples were called Christians first at Antioch. So, so the church in Jerusalem sends Barnabas to the church in Antioch. And the first thing he noticed, the first thing Barnabas notices, the first thing he notices when he arrived, he saw the grace of God in their community. He saw the grace of God in their community to think, as a church, as a church, as a community of faith, what could be more powerful than for somebody to come in and say, wow, I've come into your church, and the first thing that I've noticed is the grace of God? I mean, how powerful is that? How encouraging is that? What more would you want people to say, yeah, I've come to your church, and I've noticed, well, your hospitality is good. I've come to your church, and I've noticed, well, you have really good coffee, or you're, you know, whatever. But to, for someone to say, I have come, and the first thing I've noticed is the grace of God among you. How powerful is that? How encouraging is that? For someone who believes in God to hear that, that what is the thing, what is the thing that you recognize about the community here? What is the thing that you recognize? Well, I recognize God's grace. Oh my God, that would floor me. I mean, I would melt. I would melt. I would be like, oh, the, that, there's, there's nothing more I would want to hear. There, there is no greater compliment than you could give me. There is no greater compliment than you could give the people at Abiding Grace is if you were to walk in and say, wow, I see the grace of God here. I mean, the, talk about encouragement for the church. That's, I'm like, we're, we're doing something right. And so then Barnabas says, I'm going to stay. He goes and gets Saul in a different city, brings him back, and stayed there for a year and taught a great number of people, making the church stronger, having them all, giving them all a stronger theological base. I mean, this is encouragement. This is an incredible way uh, of encouraging people in the faith, helping them to understand and make sense of things. Um, but to, I, I just love this piece. He went there and immediately saw the grace of God. I mean, oh. How awesome is that? That is just that is just so cool. Uh, that that's what he saw when he got to that church was the grace of God. And it says it was in Antioch where the disciples were first called Christians. How cool is that? That Barnabas was a part of that. Barnabas was a part of the first group of people being called Christians. How cool is that? Okay, and then the last is Acts chapter 15, verses 36 through 40. So a little bit of background. 
uh, Paul and Barnabas have been traveling together now for about five chapters. They've gone all over the place. They've been spreading the gospel together. They've had companions join them. One was John Mark. Uh, and so John Mark was traveling with them. And a couple chapters earlier, John Mark decided to go back home. And so Paul was unhappy about it. So now they're going to go on another trip and John Mark wants to go. Uh, but Paul doesn't want him to go because he's left them before. So start reading verse 36, 36 to 40. So uh, five, five verses. And after some days, Paul said to Barnabas, let us return and visit the brothers in every city where we proclaim the word of the Lord and see how they are. Now Barnabas wanted to take with them John called Mark, but Paul thought best not to take with them one who had withdrawn from them in Pamphylia and had not gone with them to work. Uh, And there arose a sharp disagreement so that they separated from each other. Barnabas took Mark with him and sailed away to Cyprus, but Paul chose Silas and departed having been commanded by the brothers to the grace of the commended by the brothers to the grace of the Lord. So uh, we have this Paul and Barnabas being very good friends and very close and doing so many things together for so many chapters, uh, probably years. Right. Uh, And so they split over this. There was a sharp disagreement because Barnabas wanted to bring John, John Mark and uh, and Paul didn't. And so um, it's hard to know if their relationship was strained for a prolonged period. I mean, it, it, part of being a Christian is, being commanded to make peace in our relationships when we have problems with others. But, but I mean, the reason for their disagreement is a powerful reason. Barnabas believed in John Mark. Barnabas believed in him. Barnabas, even though he, even though John Mark deserted them during the last journey, Barnabas wanted to give him a second chance. Barnabas believed in him and said, you know what? I want you to come with us. I want you to come with us. And I am going to I'm going to put my foot down. I want to give you a second chance. I want to give you a second chance because I believe in you. Paul says, no, I'm not going to do that. Barnabas says, oh, yes, you are. Oh, yes, we are. We're giving him a second chance. And Paul says, well, if he's coming, you're not going with me. Barnabas says, okay, I understand. Peace be with you. Go on your way. But when I, where I go, he's coming with me. I'm giving him a second chance. How powerful is that? You know, and, and so had John Mark been left there, what, what, could have, what, what could that have done to him? Who knows, right? He could have walked away from the church. He could have felt uh, excluded. He could have, you know, wow, I make one mistake. These guys are never going to let me back in. John Mark is an important person in the history of the church. He's a very important person in the history of the church. You know why? Because he goes on to write the gospel of Mark. He goes on to write the gospel of Mark. He writes the first gospel. Matthew and Luke have Mark's gospel in front of them when they're writing theirs. Without that piece of literature, they couldn't write what they wrote. I mean, two-thirds or, or a half of, of, of the stuff in, in, in Luke and Matthew come from Mark. And so traveling with Barnabas, Mark learns all this stuff. Mark learns all this stuff about Jesus, and he writes it down and gives us the first gospel. Barnabas gave him a second chance. Barnabas believed in him. And Mark goes on to write the gospel of Mark. How important is that? To have somebody who believes in you the way Barnabas believed in Saul. To have someone believe you the way Barnabas believed in Saul. To have somebody who, when who sees you, sees the grace of God at work. How I mean, to hear that would be like, oh my, no, there's nothing more you could say. And then to have someone who believes in you and gives you a second chance, like Barnabas gives Mark a second chance, and then Mark becomes such an important person. And we get we go through 
the Gospels and we go through the New Testament and there's so many important people in these, right? Mark and Paul and all, who who without Barnabas never would have been there. Barnabas is such an important person, but he's kind of like in the background all the time. It's not about Barnabas, right? Barnabas lifts up Paul and Paul does great things. Barnabas lifts up Mark and Mark does great things. So Barnabas is known as this great, great encourager. I mean, imagine these three Bible stories without Barnabas, how they could have ended. And Paul comes to Jerusalem and none of the disciples want to be around him. He's not welcomed anywhere. So what happens? What happens to Paul? Does Paul end up going on to start churches and and write all the, or does Paul walk away at that point dejected, not knowing what to do? Imagine Barnabas not going to the church and not seeing the grace of God and not having a year of classes. And it is there where the disciples were first called Christians, right? Imagine what it'd be like if Barnabas wasn't there. Imagine what would have happened to Mark without Barnabas. If Barnabas wasn't there to give him a second chance, would we have the gospel of Mark? Or would Mark have walked away dejected and just left the church because those people are mean. Those people aren't welcoming. Those people don't show the grace that they preach, right? They don't give second chances. Barnabas is just this this incredible, kind, gentle man, willing to believe people, to believe in people, to give second chances. I mean, it just says it right here in the second text that um, verse 24 of Acts chapter 11, Barnabas was a good man, full of the Holy Spirit and faith, and a great number of people were brought to the Lord. I mean, if, that, if that's all it says on my tombstone, he was a good man, full of the Holy Spirit and faith. Man, that's, that's a lot to be said. That is, that is a, a powerful statement about, about somebody. And, and so... Uh, so wonderful to have witnesses like this in the in the Bible, but also in our lives. To have people who have been there to encourage us, to believe in us, to believe us, to give us second chances, to see grace in us, to teach us, to be there. Um, so, okay, who models encouraging faith for you? Who is somebody who you can see Barnabas is, is like Barnabas? the characteristics of Barnabas. Who has those for you? And in the, as you, as you think like, oh, who's somebody who I can see is kind of like Barnabas. What, what about them uh, makes you think that? What is the, what do you admire about their faith? What do you admire about their life? What can we learn from them? What can we learn from them to be more encouraging, to be more encouraging? How can we be more encouraging? How can we offer encouragement to others, especially now? especially now. So, okay. As you think through those things, as you think through those things, how can we encourage one another? What are some things we can do? I want you to, this is actually an an action time, a time to take action, to figure out ways to encourage others, figure out ways to be like Barnabas and encourage others, to believe in people, to let people know that you care about them, uh, to let people know that you believe them, to let people know that that you see God, the presence of God in them and the grace of God in them. And to maybe maybe it's giving someone a second chance. Maybe it's building someone up so that because you know that they're capable of doing so much more than they are, whatever it is, how can we encourage others in the way that Barnabas teaches us how to encourage in the book of Acts? I'm so grateful that that you take the time to make this part of your day. In doing so, you encourage me to keep doing these things and uh, uh, really enjoy 
putting these together and and being with you, being live with you, and then uh, providing something for uh, for those who can't be with us live so that they can hear us later. So let us pray. Lord, we thank you for the many blessings which you have given us. We thank you for all those who have encouraged us through our lives. Uh, we thank you for the many witnesses of faith, witnesses of love. Uh, we pray, Lord, that you would help us to encourage others the way that Barnabas encouraged others. Help us to find those who need encouragement and to offer them the encouragement that they, that they desperately are looking for. Help us to love one another. Help us to believe in one another. Help us to build each other up for the sake of your kingdom. Uh, help, us to, help us to just show love, to show love to those who, who right now are having a hard time or maybe feeling lonely. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, everybody, have a great day. Thanks so much for joining me. Uh, worship, 10 o'clock Sunday morning on the Abiding Grace Facebook page, and we will be back next Tuesday at 1030. See you then. Take care.